Good morning, and welcome back to Dude Miss Maximus Helps. Um, today's episode, well, actually, let's just talk about this podcast for a minute. If you're new to this podcast, then you understand that this is a podcast for caretakers and also for caretakers' well-being. Um, I always talk and try and give a little bit of inspiration for caretakers, and then I go on to something that is a little different subject to keep your mind off of exactly what you're doing. Well, I say keep your mind off of what I meant is give you a break from what you're actually doing, which is caretaking. It's not easy being a caretaker. I've said it many times before. I'm going to say it many times in the future. I'm saying it now. Um, you have to have a heart big enough to be stepped on. You have to be the type of person who is able to be torn in two different directions at the same time and then put back together whole and still conduct business as usual, making sure that the person you're caretaking for is getting the best care that they can get. Be nice. Be nice and kind, especially towards the person you're caretaking for. Don't be one of those abusive caretakers where there's slapping involved and hitting and, and stuff like that, man. I mean, that's totally unnecessary. There's no need for that. So, um, for the caretaking side, instead of giving out websites and phone numbers tonight, I'm going to go ahead and tell a Terry story. Uh, there's so many of them, and it got hard to tell them there in the very beginning is why I kind of strayed away from them. But tonight is a caretaking for Terry story. It was the summer of 2017 and Terry had to go into the hospital and she was stuck in the hospital on the sixth floor and complaining the whole time. She did not want to be there. Um, she had to go in the hospital because she caught pneumonia in the summertime. It's because she wouldn't quit smoking. She smoked two packs a day. God bless her and rest her soul. But that, this, that smoking drove me crazy. I mean, I had to be around it, and I didn't like it. Um, she had quit for a while and then started up again. Well, anyway, this is the culmination of all that. So in 2017, she had to go in the hospital with double pneumonia, and she was angry. She didn't like the food, and in the middle of the stay, she had an episode, and it scared the crap out of everybody. Even the, the church chaplain lady came and was trying to hold my hand and say, oh, it's going to be all right and everything. I'm like, if she's going to pull out of this. This is not her time right now. But she quit. She, Terry had shut down and quit breathing, and she quit uh, functioning at all, man. She just looked at me and uh, turned sideways, and her eyes shut down. And I, I mean, I immediately went and got the nurse. And they sent the emergency response team in there, and they came in, and they were working on her, you know, doing CPR and stuff. And at the same time they were doing CPR, they moved her to a different room in the intensive care unit, and they were able to revive her. And the whole time that church chaplain lady stand there holding my hand and stuff. And I'm like, I tried to, I kept trying to let go. And she goes, no, no, it'll be okay. And God's comfort, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I know she's going to make it. I, this is my wife. This is somebody I've been married to already for, let's see, in 2017, we would have been married over 20 years. So I told the church chaplain lady, let go of my hand. I'm okay. Terry comes out of it, looks over at me, sees the church chaplain lady holding my hand. Okay. And I'm like, I'm trying to pull my hand out of hers and she's holding tight the church chaplain lady. <laughs> Terry sees that shit. And I'm like, dang it. I did not want you to see that. And well, it was not that I didn't want her to see it. It's that I, would, I was trying to prevent it from happening to begin with. And all the church chaplain was trying to do is pray over Terry, you know, and I was like, this is not the time for that, man. She's going to pull out of it. I already know. I've been with this woman for a while. I, this is not the end for her. After the church chaplain and the emergency response team left and after 
she she slept for a little while, and then she, when she woke up, she stabilized, and it was time to feed her. So <laughs> I went and got her uh, some Subway because she wanted the Subway instead of the hospital food. And I came back in there, and she said, I saw you holding that lady's hand. <laughs> I said, what? And my wife said, I saw you holding that lady's hand. I said, no, baby, that's not the way it was at all. I said, that lady was holding my hand. She was trying to make us pray over you, and I was telling her, this isn't your time. She said, yeah, that's not what I saw. I saw you holding her hand. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why would I want to hold some other lady's hand, baby? I was worried about you. You you were out of it. I mean, like, on death's door again. And this wasn't the first time this has happened, but luckily we were in a hospital when it happened, so the emergency response team was there. I myself had to revive Terry several times, several times, in, in this house. And once we had, well, several times we had to call the ambulance, but once when it was so bad, I called the ambulance. There was two times that it was so bad. The first time I was able to pick her up, to revive her, pick her up, put her in the pickup, and then drive to the hospital, which is, you know, just a couple miles from here. So <laughs> she, I'll never forget that. She she comes out of death's door, looks over, and sees the chaplain lady holding my hand, trying to pray. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm literally trying to pull my hand out of her hand. I'm like, let, let go of me, lady. Why the heck are you even touching me? So... Terry was kind of fickle like that. She was funny, man. That's the quirky things that I miss about her. Um, she she was definitely a, a good part of my world, especially in the beginning, but more towards the end when she really needed the care. Because I was a good husband to her. I made sure that things were taken care of for Terry. I made sure that, you know, arrangements were made, uh, whether for everything she needed, because she needed so much stuff, man. She took 18 different medicines a day. So... It's just, it is what it is, you know, and three of those 18 medicines were pain pills. And we had to really regulate that because if you listen to my past episodes, you know that uh, she had a problem with those. And I, I hated that kind of stuff. I hated medicines and stuff. And luckily for me, I've, I've managed to stay in shape and I don't have to take any medicines to this day. So I'm not, I'm knocking on wood now, I'm making sure that I bless myself in the future. But... This episode, okay, now onto the episode. This episode is about what inspires you. And if you can find that thing that inspires you, okay, do that. Do that. So many people are lost for purpose in this world, and you can see them like um, when you're in the grocery store or maybe at a previous job, you've seen these people who were lost without a purpose. And you go up and talk to them and say, you know, what is your, where do you want to be in five years? You know, what is your plan for next year? Do you have any goals? If you're able to talk to them like that. Me, I'm a very uh, brash person. I'm not scared to talk to anybody about anything. I will just say what's on my mind. And sometimes it's the funky stuff. And once again, for this podcast, you know. These people that are lost without purpose, though, they really need to try to find a direction in order to head. And when I say a direction in order to head, what I mean is a place where they can be more comfortable with themselves. And because they're comfortable with themselves, it shows in public. Anybody who knows me knows that I'm very comfortable with me. I'm comfortable with other people, too. I'm not scared. But I've, I've been an existor of life since I was 16. I had to move out of the house when I was 16. Once again, if you heard the podcast, it's because of previous stories about the stepdad. It was either he gets me or I get him, and there was going to be no getting getting done. So I just moved out. I was already working two jobs. I already had a place lined up to move into. I had a car paid for with my own insurance, everything. I was good to go, man, at 16. But I didn't have a purpose. you know. I just knew that I wanted to be, at that time, my purpose was to be away from the stepdad. 
I needed a purpose to move forward in life, and there were several people that inspired me, and one of them was Virgil Riley Runnels Jr. Here's a man who is the son of a plumber used to digging ditches that reached great heights of fame where everybody recognized him. He was popular no matter where he went. And he, he eloquated and spoke in such a manner that other people listened to him and stuff. This guy was, he was the American dream. So I looked up to that guy. I didn't emulate him, but I looked up to him and it helped me to get ahead in life. And where um, I had two jobs that were for people in high school, I ended up having progressing and getting two jobs that were more for an adult type of person, man. I mean, I was a piano mover there for a while. And uh, I also worked in a restaurant as a cook because I love to cook. Even back then, man, I used to love to cook. Um, I started watching cooking shows when I was younger and stuff. I still remember Justin Wilson's cooking show where he went, guy, that's the kind of stuff that, uh, that I admire. And that's one reason why I'm, I'm giving a shout out today to Virgil Riley Runnels Jr. Um, he's better known as the American dream. Like I said before, it's Dusty Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes, the American dream, a plumber's boy who rose to great heights. He was everything uh, from the world champion in several different leagues to uh, the bull of the woods. He was also a fistful of dollars winner several times. I mean, th this cat had it going on and he was kind of a heavier set guy, but boy, he could move that weight around, man. So don't ever underestimate a heavier set guy. Make sure that in life as you go through, you don't underestimate anybody. Make sure that you're well thought of, especially when you're conducting business with people. Speaking is one of my greater things. But what inspires me is the way, what inspired me as a younger cat to help me go through that period when I was 16 and moving on was that he was a champion and conducted himself like a champion and wore it like a, like a crown. You know, everybody saw that he was a champion. They knew when Dusty Rhodes walked into the room that you were dealing with a champion. So that's what I did. I mean, I, I was still, it was when I graduated high school, but when I first moved out, I was still in high school up until the graduation. And I, yeah, when I was at home, the stepdad beat us down and kind of had me under his thumb and stuff. So it was hard to be a champion like that. He was more of a tyrant than a champion. So I knew exactly what I didn't want to be like. But when I start, when I was away from him, like at school and also at the jobs that I worked at and stuff, I conducted myself business and myself like champion. You should too. You should be a champion every day. You should want to get ahead. You should want to, you know, know where you're going. You, oh, I say want to know where you're going. You need to know where you're going. You need to know where you're going to end up. You need to have goals. You need to work towards achieving these goals. And then once you've achieved those goals, you need to set some more goals and move that bar up just a little bit more. You need to do that in life. It's how people get ahead and they achieve. Eventually, you're going to run onto things. And there's going to be roadblocks in your way, but just circumvent that stuff. And if you're wondering how to circumvent that stuff, revert back to what inspires you. Different things inspire you at different portions of your life. So just realize what it is that inspires you at the time and do that. Do that. Be inspired. Um, there's so many. How can I say this? I look around me and I see people that are lost and I would love to go up and help them and offer advice and stuff, but you can't help everybody, man. There's some people that don't want to be helped. And it all goes back to 
the fact that what inspires you and what inspires them are usually worlds apart. But if you try to bring it to their attention, it could be an insult to them. So it's an, it's a reason why that this topic is up on the podcast tonight, because, uh, I want other people to be successful in life. I'm not saying I am the perfect role model for that success. I have a measure of success, but I'm still trying to gain a little bit more. And it's because I'm doing what inspires me. And at this particular moment in my life, doing this podcast inspires me. And by listening to it, I hope it inspires you. Just trying to put out the positive message and trying to keep things going in the right direction. So that way, um, you might think of something that I said and say, hey, I wish I would have thought of that. But now that he's brought it to my attention, I want to go ahead and do that because that inspires me. And that's what I'm going to do. So some uh, classic good examples of what inspires you is, let's say, Ronald Reagan. Here's a guy who was an actor in the 50s, ended up being the, the governor of California, and went on to become one of the best presidents of the United States, of these United States of America that we ever had. I was worried, you know, and as well as the rest of Americans, some may not be old enough to remember this, but I am, that he was going to get us into a nuclear crisis and stuff. And things just didn't go in that direction. He was he was a fair but tough president. And when he spoke and said, this is, is going to happen if this doesn't happen, the rest of the world knew he was firm on that. So he's a great example of doing what inspires him because he wanted to do public service and ended up doing the ultimate job in public service, which is being president of the United States. Pardon me for just a second. Okay. Another classic example is John F. Kennedy, another president of the United States back in the, the end of the 50s, beginning of the 60s. Here's a man who made all the difference in the world, but didn't set a good example. He was somebody who was a womanizer, including uh, up to and including having an affair with Marilyn Monroe right in front of his beautiful wife. I say right in front of, but what I mean is in the vicinity of his beautiful wife. She had a, a feeling about it, but probably wasn't absolutely sure, but had knew. But the, here's a guy, man, who went on to curb the, the Cuban nuclear missile crisis. That's when Russia was going to build a nuclear base in Cuba or park ships, warships that can launch nuclear missiles off the coast of Cuba. And we as the United States were able to intervene and get that switched around where the ships left. That was one of the biggest things he ever did. That was that was another nuclear crisis that was averted, and only by the grace of one person who did what inspires him. He, it inspired him also to do public service, and it came down to the situation where he had to go ahead and make a decision and make a call and uh, get the nuclear, the Cuban nuclear missile crisis under control. It's referred to in several movies, and it's also it's part of history. You can just Google it, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But there's there's a lot of examples of people doing what inspires them. Look at Bob Ross, the famous painter. Here's a guy who went on, on uh, public television and painted for 30 minutes at a time, making a complete picture each time to inspire people to learn to stand up and paint. And the guy was a soldier, and after he... I, I don't know if he was retired or not, but after he got out of the military, I know that um, he enjoyed painting so much and somebody spotted that out. 
that he actually got a show on public television. Not only did he paint, he put out an inspirational message each and every episode. But I, myself, was fascinated by the fact that here's a guy who could put a canvas on his little rack there, and take his brushes, and speak the whole time while he was painting. That kind of inspires me now. I still watch his episodes to this day. I may watch a cooking show or two because I love to cook, but I love to paint as well. And Bob Ross is a person who inspires everybody, not just me. Um, he wasn't, he's not just an inspiration to people. For instance, like the presidents were inspirations to people. This dude inspires on a daily. When you watch his episodes, if they come on every day and you watch them every day, you get a little bit more inspiration every day and you could live in his painting world because everything that he put on canvas was like a new day for him. And the way that he expressed his new day and talked about what he did to paint it and what lived in this world. And there could be a happy little rock there and there's a little stream coming down here. That's the kind of stuff I want to hear, man. It's better than hearing about gun violence at a school or a mass shooting at a mall somewhere. I would rather hear the positive inspirational stuff. Now, I know the other stuff is going to happen. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not a dumb-dumb. It's not my first rodeo. But... I have uh, been around enough to know that whatever inspire you, you should do that. You need to not only do that, but you should pursue it vigorously and make sure that you know where you want to go in this world. Man, don't be one of the lost people. The lost people, um, I, I say I feel bad for them. It's not that I feel bad for them. It's, it's just that I wish that I could interject in the world a little bit of positivity, but not everybody's ready for that said it earlier in the episode not everybody's ready for the kind of positivity that some people can produce so well i'm just going to go ahead and say it and i'm going to close this episode please whatever inspires you do that make sure that that is what you do move ahead in life man don't be one of those people who settles for second best man make sure that first best is always for you and when you're a younger person, then you get to be a little bit older, different things inspire you. So make sure that you keep rolling with the punches and doing that. There's all the good examples out there are to be seen. So look around. If you're wondering, find a throwback. They'll help figure out what inspires you real quick. So I think I've spoke up enough on this topic. And we're going to go ahead and close this episode. Like, follow, and share. If you know somebody who could use this message, please share them with them. Make sure that they hear this because I'm saying the things that other people won't and I try and say the stuff that makes you think. Thank you very much. You have a great evening.